0: Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Forward Church. Listen, I'm so glad you tuned in to today's podcast. I hope it challenges you and inspires you to go after God and be all that God's called you to be. Enjoy today's message. Everybody say conflict in relationships. Conflict in relationships. Conflict is inevitable. It is unavoidable, and we experience conflict in our marriages. And all the married people said, "Amen." Amen. We experience conflict uh, in the workplace. We experience conflict, even those people that we feel like it's that's there. They wake up every morning, and there's their calling. To, to get under our skin. Anybody have any of those, those people? I almost said friends, but typically those should not be your friends. You should not be hanging out with people like that. They cause you to break out into a rash, having to take medication, all that kind of stuff. We call those difficult people. Welcome to the difficult people um, series. But uh, even those people have the ability to bring conflict into the relationship, whatever relationship, whatever level that is with you. Um, but not all conflict is bad. I think there's something called constructive conflict. Matter of fact, I only like to call it conflict when you're, when you're confronting an issue. I like to call it just clearing the air. Amen? Just kind of clearing the air. I think that's good for healthy marriages and to have a healthy relationship. To kind of clear the air, establish some boundaries, establish some expectations. Because as we have been... You can bring me down a little bit more. I think I'm uh, feeding back some more out here. But, but we've talked about uh, in this series um with difficult people and tonight I want to deal with um navigating through an offense everybody say navigating through an offense notice I said navigating through an offense in every church in every crowd there's always that super spiritual person that says now brother Bradley there's nothing that I get offended by because I am just spirit filled and the Holy Ghost is on me and he's in my life let me stop you right there and go you are a lie and I'll prove it. Because if you are that person, you just and are now bothered because I said you you is a lie. Busted, that's called an offense. You were offended. See how that works? Everybody, it's it's it, it It's inevitable it's gonna happen if you've been hurt, and we've talked about this through this series, it's not because something happened to you it's some it's someone did something someone did something to you. and when you get hurt there's there's the there is it's almost like a magnet offense automatically shows up on the scene. I really believe hurt and offense are like probably first cousins, you know what I'm saying like they they go hand in hand like skip to the loo. you know what I'm saying there is always always. Together. But the problem is, is when we get stuck in an offense, when we get held to an offense or we get locked to that offense. Now, just for a few moments, I did bring some props tonight. Um, and so I want to try to utilize this the best that I can. And I know that people listening to my podcast can't see this, but we actually have um, an overnight bag, two suitcases, rolling bags, a couch, and a queen size blow up mattress. Everybody say, Oh, me? In marriage, this is not going to be a marriage talk tonight, but I believe that one of the first places that we can all relate to, whether you are married, been married, you want to be married, uh, navigating through, everybody say through, through an offense. And one of the areas that um, that offense always shows up is in marriage. So so what I would like to do is this... this um, tablecloth tonight is folded really nice and neat and when we get married that's kind of what our relationship looks like we like for everybody to think that it's all folded there's no you know there's no cobwebs in here it's like everything's perfect right but then when you've been married for a little while then all of a sudden you know she leaves the the, the toothpaste on the counter with the the, the top all, all over the place and then she you know she don't He doesn't put the seatbelt, I mean seatbelt. He don't put the toilet seat down and she's, you know, you like the toilet paper to be over and she likes it under. And so what happens, it causes conflict in your marriage. And what once looked really cool now is a hot mess, right? Ever been there? Any married couples, want to be honest tonight, we will have a liar's altar call right here and get you saved tonight. Because I know it don't matter if you've been married five minutes or five years. Your your relationship at some point looked like this. Any of y'all, no, I was going to say, is it like that right now? But so what happens? I'm just going to, I'm not going to come into your house, but I'm going to, I'm going to let you into <laughs> somebody else's house, not mine. Uh, <laughs> Amy's back there going, really? You going to go there? Um, so this is what I, I hear has been done. Uh, and some of y'all might relate. But so basically when, when an offense happens in your house, right, and things get, out of control what do we do we wrap it up we grab that overnight bag right Um, i keep wanting to ask anybody done it but ain't nobody gonna be honest tonight with me so um we grab the overnight bag not that we're gonna go somewhere because how many knows there's nowhere else to go we're paying a mortgage we're paying rent we ain't going to the hotel and we're not gonna sleep in our car that's uncomfortable so what do we do we pack up the offense we stick it down in there and, 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 you know, because we want to hang on to it for a little while. We zip that thing up, and then we go and we sit on the couch with our offense. Am I talking to anybody tonight other than me? So we're sitting there in the offense, you know, and she's in the other room in the bedroom, and, and, and you're like, I'm, I'm so mad. I'm not. I'm hanging on to this thing. Anybody? Okay. No. 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 Don't do that. And so I'm hanging on to this thing. And so the, you, you're looking at the clock. It's getting later. You're about to fall asleep. You realize. Well, I got to make a choice. Am I going to stand my ground? Am I going to sleep on the couch? Anybody ever been? Okay. I know. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just trying to see if I'm the only one that's ever stooped this low. Because it really has been me. Anyway, that was a long time ago. That was like five minutes into our marriage, I guess. But. Um, <laughs> You're not up here teaching. You can't teach tonight. So she'll be like, but I'm coming next week to get, give you the part two. So you're, you're faced with the decision, am I going to stay right here? Or am I going to prove that I'm the man because I paid for that bed, right? And am I going to sleep in there? So we come in here, you know, and, and we're not going to get under the covers because we got we to prove something. So we're going we gonna to just grab our, grab our blanket, right? Cause we ain't getting in. We're not getting under the covers. We got. I ain't sleeping on the couch because I paid for this bed. I'm gonna sleep comfortable, right? Anybody ever been there? I'm just seeing if y'all still alive. But y'all know what we do. Y'all, y'all know what we do. We line up that wall. <laughs> It'd be a cold day. <laughs> Ain't nothing happening. That's right. Ain't nothing happening. And you're going to get a good night's sleep because you're just laying there, right? Anybody ever been there? Just be honest, all my married couples. You really, you just really done it, right? So then what happens? Let me let me just say this. You wake, if you don't handle your business, and I'm talking about getting things right, what happens? You wake up the very next day. You're mad at each other. You're walking around the house. Now you got your bag. You're trying to go to work. You got this. You got, you know, you got your your, your stuff and, and, and you And I don't know about you, but whenever I get the spirit of offense, it's like a magnet too. It's like I want more. It feels good to be mad. Anybody else? Well, you ain't got no room in here because this was reserved just for your marriage. So just in case somebody else at work wants to run their mouth. Oh, I know. I'm crossing a line tonight. It's okay. And we off to work. Got our baggage. Got our offense. Oh, you want to say something to me? I got plenty of room. You, you good? Oh, you're not? Okay, that's fine. Hi, Sally. How are you? Good to see you. Oh, that's okay. You don't want to talk to me today? That's fine. You see, we go through life and we just, we just, we just, we just, hit. You, you got an offense? You can stick your offense in here. It probably was my fault anyway. That's what she said. Everything's my fault. So, and so then you know, you just rolling. You rolling. Now, now you're tired. you back at it. Are you going to sleep on the couch? You're going to do it, do it in the bed again? I still want to be mad. It feels good to be mad. People that look, feel like they tiptoeing around me. At least that's what they say in my house. We tired of tiptoeing around you when you got your attitude. So then, you ain't got no more room for offense. So what you got to do? Got to get a bigger bag. Why? Because there's some people that's probably gonna piss me off today. So anyway, so now I'm going back again. You got something to say? Something nice to say today? You want to pray for me? Are you and your Jesus? That's okay. That's fine. I like it. You don't. You don't have to. I bought it. I paid for it. This good for y'all? You enjoying it? Glad you're here tonight. You gonna come back on Wednesday night? Okay. (laughs) You need my bag? Is this offensive? Somebody need my bag. But it's true. And what happens is, if we don't get it right in our marriage, and I'm gonna move off the marriage. I really think that I, I hit a home run. I really think that A lot of y'all can relate. Now, some of y'all that's been praying for marriage, you're like, dear God, if that's what it is, I'm all about uh, staying single. Show me to the monastery, monk, nun, whatever. I ain't having no part of that. That is reality. But let me just give you a little pointer. If you don't get it right, not only will you deflate the marriage bed, you will deflate your relationship with your spouse. You will deflate yourself and all that god has for you if you hold on to an offense it's important that we navigate now listen now if i try to just stop i mean you can't do nothing on this bed about right now because it's going to be kind of you know crazy so it's important that you get back into a healthy relationship with your spouse how do you do that you come to church you hang around some people that might might have actually been through what you've been through there's a reason why Amy and I have went through the hell we've been through. And that's so that at some point we can just open up and go, hey, you know what? You're going to get through this mess because we've gotten through a lot worse. There, if, there is absolutely nothing too far gone for your marriage not to work. With Jesus, all things are possible. So I encourage you to find the church or the group of people. This is a good church, by the way. <laughs> and you need to flip that switch. And inflate your marriage and your relationship back together. Then you can actually be about what God wants you to be about. And then you can actually actually impact some people on the job, in your home, on the streets, and in your church. Because God's calling each of us to play a role in what he wants to do in this city. If you believe it, give Jesus Christ a praise offering. Amen. Now, that was a lot of fun. But it's very true. How long are you going to hold on to that offense? Some of y'all are dealing with offense right now. Offense causes offense, and the fence you think is to keep people from hurting you, but really, it's you. You can't cross over either. It becomes a boundary for you. You have you cannot experience life because of an offense. Offense doesn't just show up in marriage. Offense shows up in family relationships. Hello. Offense shows up in the home. Offense shows up in the workplace. And yes, offense shows up in. The church If you brought your Bibles Let's go for just a few minutes To John chapter 1 Begin with verse 29 John chapter 1 Begin with verse 29 It says this The next day John saw Jesus Coming toward him and said This is John the Baptist And Jesus The next day John saw Jesus Coming toward him and asked Look Excuse me And said Look the Lamb of God Who takes away the sin of the world This is the one Everybody say this is the one He said, this is the one I meant when I said a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself do not know him, but the reason I came came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remained on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I have testified that this is the Son of God. So let me give you just a breakdown real quick. This is John the Baptist. John the Baptist back then was the Stephen Furtick, Joel Olstein, or Pastor Jensen Franklin of today. That means it doesn't matter where they're going to show up at, they're going to be a crowd of people. That was John the Baptist. He was the man of that day. John the Baptist, is, it is, it's, we need to understand this, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. John the Baptist was the cousin of Jesus. Everybody say cousin. He was the cousin of Jesus. He had all the crowds. People came from everywhere to hear John speak. He was a man of God sent by God. Now, Jesus up until this time was a nobody. He was just simply uh, Joseph's boy. He was just helping in his daddy's uh, carpentry shop. No, he, nobody knew him up until this time. Now, it's important that I give you just a little bit of backstory to this. Um, that We all know Jesus was born to Mary. Everybody remember Mary? Mary, did you know? Like, we wrote songs about Mary. There's a lot of people that put a lot of attention on Mary. So Jesus was born to Mary. Mary had a cousin. Her name was, anybody know? Elizabeth, very good, uh, Vacation Bible School students. (laughs) Mary had a cousin whose name was Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth and Mary were both pregnant at the same time. Mary had Jesus, and Elizabeth had John the Baptist. Now, you also remember that Mary had to flee while she was pregnant, and Elizabeth was pregnant. Mary had to flee her countryside, and she ran and came uh, to her cousin Elizabeth's house. And at, at the moment of her greeting, it actually says this in Luke one forty one. It's not going to be on the screen, but it says this. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child, which was? John the Baptist, leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth with Elizabeth, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, let me say this. It wasn't Mary that filled Elizabeth with the Holy Spirit. It was whom Mary was carrying. It's important that you understand it's not, what, it's not that you're praying for somebody and they get healed. It's not that you're praying for someone's marriage and they get back. It's what you carry. My question is, what are you carrying tonight? If you carry Jesus, then you should also have the ability to reject the hurt, reject the pain, and reject defense. It was what she was carrying that actually put purpose inside of Elizabeth, and that was John the Baptist. So it was Jesus that that gave purpose in that moment. That's what the leaping was. There was purpose that came into into the womb. Everybody say purpose. And that's why what we do, and what I just said a while ago, it's not just the pastor's responsibility. Each one of us has a role where when we carry Jesus, we can ignite because every single person that you meet has a purpose. Okay, But the, the Jesus that we carry also has the power and the ability to ignite the purpose into someone else. So you follow me tonight. I'm trying to get you to see that it's not just about coming and taking notes, and I see many doing that, and that's great, but it's that you actually take those notes, go home, apply it to your life, and then allow that to change you. Someone else is going to see the change, and you ignite the purpose into someone else's life. Amen? I feel like I'm going 50 miles a minute tonight, but I, 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 I want to get to the end of this because it's important that you see It doesn't matter who you are, if you've been in church a hundred years or five years or just a little bit, you can fall prey to the spirit of offense. And I'm on guard. I'm a protector of this house. Transition is happening, but I'm already saying I'm going to be on guard if I see the enemy trying to come in like a snake. I've already had some conversations with some people. Good conversations. But to let them know Pastor B is watching and and he's crafting. And I refuse to let the enemy just just have his way in, in the house. Because I know that offense can blow up a church. And I don't mean people come. I'm saying people run. The spirit of offense can cause people to walk away from what they really need in their life. And that is Jesus. It's not forward. It's Jesus. Amen. So. So it's important that we understand that it is what we carry that is going to make the difference in the lives of people. Amen? So John was the preacher. Jesus was about to begin his earthly ministry at the age of 30. So John points him out. This is is what's happened on that day. John points him out and says, this this guy that I've been talking about, he's, he's like on the scene. He is here. This is Jesus. Another passage that we could read later on says, or, or tells the story this way that John baptizes Jesus, the Holy Spirit falls on Jesus. As a dove, and Jesus comes up out of the water, walks straight to the temple, and begins to, he grabs the scroll, opens it up to Isaiah 61, and quotes this very word. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel. And from that day forward, that was a big moment. From that day forward, nothing has been the same. It's almost like when you've been waiting for, for, for somebody to hit play, and then it can all just play out. That was that moment in time. Big moment. Everybody say big moment. God has a big moment for you as well. Somebody say, I thought my salvation was. Oh, no, 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 no doubt. But God has something greater. Say greater. He has something greater in store for you and your family. And I believe that with all of my heart. If you believe it, say amen. So, so, so now let's fast forward. This is kind of like those shows on TV. You know how where they start out at one place and then they, is it This Is Us that does it? I, I'm so lost to that show. It's like they start here, then they go over here, and they go back like 10 years, and then they bypass where they are and they actually go to the future. I'm like, I give up. I can't keep up. This is what this is kind of like, okay? So now we're going to move two years into the future. Now Jesus has the crowd. Let's go, let's go to this, Matthew chapter 11 verse 1 through 3 it says this after jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of galilee when john heard the when john heard in prison so so check this out so 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 john is in prison and he hears what's happening He says john heard in prison what christ was doing he sent his disciples to ask him are you the one who is who 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 was to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Now, what we're seeing is this. Jesus now has the crowd. He has the hillsides packed out. As a matter of fact, we also know if you've been around the Bible at all you, you you've heard of times where he actually got into a boat and pushed off to the off to the side of the bank because he didn't have a microphone to echo his voice so he allowed the water to do that because there were so many people now it's not John has the people now Jesus has the people but John is in prison Jesus has the crowd and so John hears this and he says are you the one or should we look for another pretty bad things are pretty bad when you don't even remember or believe your own prophecy he was actually the one just two years before who said the one that i'm telling you about he's here and that's him and now he's saying telling the disciples hey go ask him is he the one or should we look for another now jesus jesus understands what's going on so let's keep on going Uh, matthew 11 verse i already i already read four through five verse six says this Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account, for, on account of me. Another translation says, who does not take offense at me. Okay, so you've got a man who once, still is a man of God. He's just in a, in a hard, hard place right now. And now bad things have happened to him, and, and, and it doesn't matter how close you are to God. You can still fall under the spirit of offense. Okay. So we just read that two people in one season, then we fast forward two years and look at it in another season. Everybody say another season. The seasons have shifted. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, the seasons will shift. (laughs) Yes, they will. In Ecclesiastes, it actually says, to everything there is a season Everything, there's a season. So if you're in a bad season right now, hold your head up high. You, you might be saying, hey, I'm in that season. The season you're referring to, I'm in that season. I'm in a bad season. Hold your head up high. It will turn around. It's all temporary. Everything that we go through is temporary. I'm, I'm looking at this every day now when things happen or doesn't go the way I think it should. It's temporary. Everybody say temporary. Say it again, temporary. I want you to hear that word so that tomorrow when things kind of just fall apart because if you're in a good season... Right now, you're not in a bad season, you're good at season? Hold on tight. (laughs) That season will shift as well. And you'll need to remember these words it is temporary. It is temporary. So for John, the seasons have shifted. John launched Jesus' ministry. Now he's in prison. He's in prison thinking, man, I, I remember when Jesus and I were tight like we're cousins. I remember when Jesus had time for me. Ever had friends like that? That once had time for you, now they don't. You know what they call that? Offense. See, I told you it. Everybody can have it. It shows up in marriages, family relationships, and even in the church. Offense. But we're looking tonight at how to navigate through an offense. Everybody say through, through an offense. So now he's in prison, and 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 so he's like. Guys, go ask him. Is he the one? Basically, that's code for, why hadn't you showed up and seen me? Ever been there before? Okay, God, my whole world's falling apart. I've been praying. I've been doing all this stuff. How come you haven't shown up? Ever been there? John was there. He was in prison. Are you the one, or should we look for another? Oh, Jesus knows what's happening. He recognizes, oh, John's offended. And and Jesus just plays right along. He just plays right along. Listen, basically what Jesus is thinking is, if I could just get John in my head, this isn't about am I the one. He understands John's playing a game because he knows that John launched his ministry. John's playing a game, kind of like we do with God. So Jesus is like, it's not about am I the one. It's about, I got three years to pour my life into these, the lives of these 12 people because when I'm no longer here, they've got to turn this thing upside down and they're going to launch and start what we now know is, as of the church. It's not about, am I the one? It's about... The, the, I've got to follow my purpose. I've got, there's things that, that now I have more responsibility. Yes, I had time for you at one place, but now that I have more responsibility, let me go back to married couples. Some of you understand about, you know, when you first get married, you can show your love to your spouse in, in ways, and then all of a sudden, oh, let me say this way, you have time to show. Everybody say time. You have time, then all of a sudden, baby number one shows up. You don't have as much time anymore. Then baby number two shows up. Well, apparently they had some time because baby number two shows up and now you're having to divide your time between your spouse and your two kids listen it's not that I love them any any differently or any less I just there's only so much of my time to go around and that's what Jesus is saying sometimes you got to put your big boy pants on it's not just about am I the one and it's not necessarily about you it's about the purpose of what we're all called to do and and stop being offended on all this little minute minor stupid stuff I wrote this down. Maturity is when you understand that seasons come and seasons go and people's lives will change. Their, their priorities will change. Their schedules will change. But you, because you're mature in Christ, you now have the ability to navigate through these changes and hold the relationship intact and not be offended. That's what maturity looks like. We got to get, get mature so that we can understand as things change and, 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 it, and, and it's not going to line up the way I think it needs to, I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to accept that. I, that because hurt allows the offense to come in. Let me read this to you. First Corinthians. Man, I've been sharing this with people. People say I love you. I'm not talking about me. I just see it in different places on social media and stuff. People need to understand what the word love really, what it is all about. And if you really want to know, this is what it says. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. This is for married couples. Y'all need to, y'all need to be listening to this. This is, this is the standard we got to hold up. It's, it's, it's patient. It's It's kind. It does not envy. This is not just for married couples. This is for anybody who's in a relationship with anybody, family members, whatever. You say, I love you. This is what you should be doing, according to the Scripture. Not what Pastor B said. It's what he said. It's patient. It's kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. Listen, when you begin to operate in that kind of love, you have no time for offense. That's basic. When you operate in that kind of love, you've learned how to not wear your feelings on your shoulders when you operate in that kind of love. Basically, what it's saying is, if you try to give, get me to a place where I give up hope in our relationship, I'm going to hope all things because that's what love does. You might get me to look at our relationship and go, all hope is lost. Let's go find the, the, the divorce lawyer, whatever. That's an option none of us should ever have in our vocabulary. Married couples and people going into being married. You could go on and say, if you treat me bad, I'll believe the best in you. Even though, even though what you're showing me is ugly, I'm still going to believe the best. That's what this kind of love is all about. You're not wearing your feelings on your shoulders. Even though you bring up my past, love is not easily provoked. When you begin to walk in true love and get your feelings off your shoulders, you'll leave no room for an offense. In closing. So Jesus said, okay, I'll play along with with John. He's talking to the boys. They came to say, "Are you the one?" Basically, John was being a smart butt. Are you the one, or should I look for another? Can you imagine talking to Jesus or sending a message to Jesus like that? So Jesus is. I, I got. I, I got. John just like he's done with me sometimes you know when I get that nasty attitude with God well God you promised he might have promised but he never said the timeline of how it's going to work out do you trust him only when it's your way or do you trust him when it's a crazy way but it's his way you just got to live a life surrender and go God whatever it is I trust you but we can't be doing none of this stuff we can't, we can't be doing none of this can't do this. Somebody say, "Oh, I'm past that. We don't do that anymore." But I promise you, the enemy will bring up old ways and old habits and old familiar things to do because that says a lot. And remember, it may not show up like this, but you can put up you can put up a wall right here with your family, in your marriage, in the workplace, and in the church. Really, that's what I want y'all. To, that's what I want y'all to hear is. It is easy to be offended in the church. Because we like our way. I wasn't expecting an amen right there. I was saying it in myself though. Amen. So Jesus said, boys, go back and tell John what you see. Got to help remind that boy of what he said was going to happen. The one who comes, this is what's going to happen. So you go tell him what what you see. It's not about what I say. You tell them what you see. Okay. We're going to tell them. The blind see. The lame walk. The deaf hear. The poor. Will ha- be the, the gospel we preach to them. Because that's what the prophets before said would be. all Would, would be the, the scenery of what it's going to look like when the son of man comes. And then it said comma. And then Jesus said. And you tell John. Don't get caught up in the offense. See, John wanted Jesus to show up, and Jesus was basically saying, I'm not coming. You just got to be confident in who I am and who I said and what's happening and what your role is and how the seat. You just got to be comfortable and confident in, in that. I'm not coming. But basically what he was saying is, don't take the bait. I, I wish I was calling people today trying to get a... What do you call that? Fishing rod. I don't use them, obviously. Because that's what the enemy does. You know how you know how you you, you, you you play with that rod trying to, you know, antagonize the fish a little bit. You know, just trying to, whatever's down there, the bait. You, especially if you're using dead, I really don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, I do. My wife's caught more fish. She's caught sharks. I've never caught anything. I just stood there with the camera and said, look. But that's what the enemy does. He he, he puts it out there and waits for that hurt to happen. And as soon as you just touch it just a little bit, pop, he got you. He's got you. And you're offended. And we start doing stuff under offense that we would have never done before. You know, like sleeping on the couch, walking around town, letting everybody know we got issues in our marriage. That's what this looks like. You're not telling people, but you can, they can see it on you. I, I, offense. Offended. And then sometimes we we'll just drop our stuff off with somebody else. We start telling them stuff they had no business. That relationship did not. Didn't, should not have carried the weight. But now I just dropped all my issues off with them. They're getting ready to get married. Now they're going to have to deal with my stuff. Stop sharing all your personal information with people who can't do nothing for you and get in the house with Jesus because he's the only one that can turn it around. Or find a confidant. We talked about that. Go back. If you've missed any of these messages, go back to the last one. Find a confidant. Somebody that, that you can share openly. It's a safe, judgment-free zone. They've got your back. It don't matter how ugly or what you say. they got your back and they're not leaving until you actually get to a place where you can stand on your own. You're not going to find that at the break table. You're not going to find that on the street. You're definitely not going to find that if you keep your happy tail out of a church. Say I said a church, not forward. It just blows my mind how people just casually. I'm just not going to church tonight. Got to get my kids in bed. Bless God. If you don't introduce them to who Jesus is, when they get out on their own, they are just gonna figure it out. That it all. My mom and daddy worked it out on their own, so maybe I'm gonna try too. And then they're gonna fail just like you're failing. I ain't trying to meddle and get nobody's business, but it just. It is beyond me how we think we are the superhero and we can do all this. Well, my world's fine. I don't have any issues. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just telling you, there is strength when we are together. And there's things that you're going through right now that I might can help with or somebody else in this room can help you with or there might be things that I'm going through that you can help me with. Oh yeah, it don't matter what, Call me whatever you want to. I got rough days, tough days, jacked up days just like you, and I might need you to come along and help me and don't let me go until I get back up where I can stand on my own. (laughs) So I showed up tonight just to say this don't take the bait. Don't take the bait of offense. Tell your neighbor, say, don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. Let me pray for you. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.